Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. This is Dave Chapine. We have no more unbeaten teams in the NFL after the Eagles and the Niners both lost. It was a very low-scoring week last week. Offense is down. Some of it has certainly been sloppy football and bad offense, but I kind of like it to not have offenses totally going off every single week. We've had a lot of close games. The Sunday Night Football win for the Bills against the Giants was a good example. I don't think it was a case of the offenses being terrible or something. I think it was just a defensive battle. Giants played gritty. Bills ultimately got the win. Could have been a pass interference call at the end against Darren Waller, potentially. But it was a thriller, even with the Bills as the biggest favorite of the season to this point, heading into that matchup. And the Giants down Daniel Jones and left tackle Andrew Thomas and now dealing with more injuries on the offensive line. So yeah, an interesting season. Unfortunately, a ton of injuries last week. That's been a theme all year through six weeks. For this week's show, I'm going to try to go a little quicker. Going to run down my latest power rankings on wolfsports.com. Of course, you can check out, if you want to see matchup stuff like we typically go through each week, check out the game picks on wolfsports.com and plenty of content for the NFL and fantasy. So let's get started with the power rankings. Part of why I want to do this, number one, not supposed to be like a hot take or anything, but pretty shocking, I guess. You wouldn't expect this to be the case in like virtually every season, but I have the Lions at number one right now, five and one. They've been excellent on both sides of the ball. Dating back to last season, they've scored points in the first and fourth quarters, both in an NFL record, 15 consecutive games. They're 12 and three in that span. Jared Goff, highly underrated, still. Somehow. And yeah, I like the Lions 5-1. and one. Won the season opener at Arrowhead. And a tough matchup for them against the Ravens in Baltimore this week. Number two, the Chiefs. Kind of the same story as an all-around team. The offense isn't quite clicking, but I mean, we can kind of trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will get on track. They brought back Michael Hardman. I like that move a lot for both Hardman and the Chiefs. He's a deep threat still, can do some of the jet sweep stuff. Plenty of speed and has the trust of Patrick Mahomes, I think. And that side of the ball, again, should get on track. Pair with the underrated defense. Has the Chiefs at number two. They're only lost to the Lions. Number three, the Niners, 5-1. and one. After such a remarkable start to the start of his career, it was a matter of time before Brock Purdy had somewhat of an off day. Brown shut them down. Jim Schwartz's defense did a fantastic job. Niners had the injuries, of course. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel didn't return from their injuries. They're day-to-day for Monday Night Football this week. And Trent Williams dealing with an injury, a left tackle, but he played through it and should be good to go for this week. Number four, the Eagles. I totally love the move to bring in Julio Jones. I think the third receiver spot was really the only questionable somewhat area on offense. Quez Watkins and Zacchaeus can contribute, but I think bringing in a guy like Julio Jones, 34, I think he has some left in the tank. He wasn't happy with media, sort of questioning how much he has left. He says he's going to do what the team needs, but he's his mindset is to dominate. And him as a potential third receiver, I think that's awesome. And they should have Lane Johnson this week, Sunday night, against the Dolphins, even though he left last week's loss to the Jets. And I think Jalen Hurts will bounce back from his performance last week, uncharacteristic late interception from him, and two others on the day from not really his fault, but three picks last week against the Jets. Number five, the Bills. Again, arguably got away with pass interference on the final play. But I like the way they grinded and got that win on Sunday night. we got to keep an eye on Josh Allen's shoulder. I think he'll be all right. But the face of the Pats this week could be a similar type of game. We'll see. 
They've had New England's number lately with the Patriots reeling. Number six, the Dolphins, five and one. Easy case could be made for them to be number one. I think these top six, maybe seven, but definitely these top six teams all have a case for the top spot right now. Run game, even without explosive rookie Devin A. Chan, is just performing at a high level. That paired with passing attack is tough to stop. I have them at number six for now because they've beaten all sub-500 teams. And when they faced the Bills, they lost by 28 points. Could have been off day. But I think this is a huge test and a litmus test at some point against the Eagles in Philadelphia this Sunday night. Number seven, Cowboys, four and two. Big win Monday night against the Chargers. Dak Prescott was clutch late. Nice touchdown throw to Brandon Cooks. Set them up for the game-winning field goal by Brandon Aubrey. Stephon Gilmore sealed up with interception. Undrafted second-year hybrid defender Marquise Bell definitely deserves a lot of recognition for the way he played against the Chargers, helping fill the void left by Leighton Van Der Esch injury. And they remain explosive on defense under Dan Quinn and with Bell doing a nice job. Number eight, the Jaguars. Travis Etienne scored twice in 16 seconds last week. He's going under the radar, I think, too much. Definitely one of the best playmakers in the league right now in his second full season after his rookie year was wiped out in 2021. We have to keep an eye on Trevor Lawrence's knee injury. They play tonight, short week in New Orleans, tough defense. And keep an eye on Christian Kirk tonight facing, I would think, a lot of man coverage where he excels. Number nine, the Ravens. After an off game in week five, the receiving group, the revamped group, they showed up in London. Long catch and runs by Nelson Aguilar and Odell Beckham Jr. First career touchdown for rookie Zay Flowers. Defense won the league's best. Really great matchup against the Lions this week. Number 10, the Steelers, 3-2. Back from their bye, getting healthier. Pat Freermuth is back. Good to go from his hamstring injury. Deontay Johnson looks like he could be back as well. And they get to LA to face the Rams. Najee Harris said he found some things with the run game. We'll see if they can get a boost there after a slow start the first five games for them. Number 11, Bengals. Not happy with the number of points they're scoring, but Lou Anarumo's defense stepped up last week. They beat the Seahawks. I think this is a good early buy for them, pretty early. Get Joe Burrow, who's looked good the past two games, maybe like fully 100% or very close to it now with the time off. And at a solid 3-3 three and three despite a slow start. Number 12, the Seahawks, who lost to the Bengals. Off their buy. They had chances. Couldn't really find the end zone against Cincinnati with some red zone opportunities. Kenneth Walker punched one in earlier, but toward the end of the game, they couldn't find a way to potentially go ahead. Lost 17-13. And I think more balance on offense could be a recipe for success for them. Number 13, Chargers. 2-3, and three, tough loss. There's an anti-clutch narrative surrounding Justin Herbert now. I don't really agree with that. I remember the season finale a couple of seasons ago against the Chargers. He and Mike Williams totally went off and lost in a shootout to Vegas. That was a bad miss, of course, last week against the Cowboys. Had Keenan Allen for a potential touchdown. I think they're missing Mike Williams, who I just mentioned, and maybe need someone to step up behind Allen and Joshua Palmer, who has played well. Number 14, the other LA team, the Rams, 3-3 three and three after beating the Cardinals last week. They lost running back Kyron Williams to an ankle injury. Sounds like IR is definitely possible. He was seen in a some type of cast and a scooter at practice yesterday. He's done a lot in Sean McVay's offense to start the year, so that's a key loss for them. But Cooper Cup looks like himself. 
They'll probably ride the pass game more, and we'll see which running back steps up. I like Zach Evans, the rookie, out of Ole Miss, but Daryl Henderson they brought back. He had a pretty strong start to last season, if I remember correctly. And I think he knows the offense. I think maybe he could surprise and take the lead role for them with Williams out. Number 15, the Jets, 3-3. Three and three. I was concerned about the first six weeks. So to beat the Eagles last week and finish that stretch 3-3 three and three heading into their bye with no Aaron Rodgers, that's highly impressive. Didn't have their top two corners last week. Didn't matter. Still got the upset win. Zach Wilson quietly doing a nice job on offense. And Robert Sala, he wasn't bashful. He said how they embarrassed all the top quarterbacks they played to this point. Didn't get a win every time, but the defense has performed well. And this is a team that is very confident right now. Number 16, Bucks. Bad day for the offense last week. Baker Mayfield took responsibility. I think they need to get the run game going more, though. Make it easier on him in the passing attack and the defense, which can play really well. At 3-2 and two now, huge divisional matchup against the Falcons this Sunday. Number 17, the Browns at 3-2. and two. It wasn't perfect, but P.J. Walker, veteran quarterback, stepped in, did a nice job against the Niners. Got away with some stuff, but helped move the offense. Helped play to the defense, which is outstanding under Jim Schwartz right now. And got the win. And as I said in the parent, because of wolfsports.com, I'm kind of wondering where the Browns would be with how good the defense looks. If they maybe had a different franchise quarterback, invested heavy resources into somebody else. But we'll see if Deshaun Watson can flip the switch at some point. 18, the Raiders, 3-3, three and three, got a win over the Patriots. Josh McDaniels now 3-0 in his career against Bill Belichick, which is surprising. Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with back injury, looking uncertain for this week against the Bears. He did enough to get the team off to a good start. They held on and won, sealed it with a sack late. I'm keeping an eye on Devontae Adams, who is clearly not happy with his role. He's happy the team is winning, but he thinks they should be performing better, and that includes getting him the ball more. As somebody with him on their fancy team, I hope that is the case. They get him the ball more, but he's dealing with a lot of double teams. And it's almost like when he does have single coverage, you should almost automatically go to him. And that probably isn't happening right now. I think I saw one case last week where he was singled and didn't get the ball thrown his way. 19, the Packers, 2-3 and three, coming off their bye, facing 1-5 Denver. So they have a play of hopes. They need to get this win pretty badly, I think. Plenty of time, but falling to 2-4 and four with a loss to Denver wouldn't be ideal for their season-long outlook. Number 20, the Colts, 3-3. Three and three. I think it was one of those off days for Gardner Minshew last week. Sailed a ton of throws through three interceptions, and now they face the Browns defense, so that's a really challenging task. Definitely think they need to find a way to get Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss both going, even against this Cleveland defense. 21, the Texans. Looks like Houston, they already have a win over the Jaguars. Might be the biggest threat to them in the AFC South, with the Titans struggling a bit, and the Colts, who I should have just mentioned, Anthony Richardson, officially done for the year with shoulder surgery. I think he has an incredibly bright future and look forward to seeing him healthy next season for Indy. But yeah, the Texans, they beat the Saints last week. Tight win. They've won three out of four. And right now it's early, but looking not bad for trading the uh, 2024 first round pick. Doesn't look like they'll be close to the number one overall selection, you would think, with how they've started. 22, the Saints couldn't find a way to close the close game against the Texans last week. Offense just hasn't really hit 
on an extended stretch of strong play. Jaguars defense pretty tough. They get to face him at home. We'll see if they can get something going, and they'll get Jamal Williams back from his hamstring injury this week to join Alvin Kamara in the backfield. 23, the Vikings, 2-4. and four. In their two wins, they've scored defensive touchdowns. Josh Mantellas forced a sack fumble last week. Scoop and score by Jordan Hicks, who had an outstanding game. The NFC Defensive Player of the Week was Hicks. And they need those type of games with no Justin Jefferson in the lineup. Run game not doing a ton. And difficult task facing the Niners this week on Monday night. 24, Derrick Henry had a strong game in London. Fitting that he did, given his nickname of King Henry. They lost Ryan Tannehill, though. Ultimately lost the game to the Ravens. They have the bye, but it sounds like Tannehill is going to miss time. And we'll see who starts at quarterback for them between Malik Willis and rookie Will Levis. I think Willis can do a nice job, but needs to get rid of the ball if he is under center. 25, the Commanders, 3-3. Three three. Got a nice win over the Falcons last week in Atlanta. Terry McLaurin got going. The Washington defense played well. And I'm still looking for them to hit their upside to have Jahan Dotson. Dropped a deep pass last week. Maybe could have gone for a touchdown. At least would have been a long gain. Had a drop two weeks ago. That's very unlike him. He has exceptional hands. Known for catching mostly everything that comes his way. So if they can get him going, that will be big as they look to compete for a playoff spot in the NFC. 26, Falcons also 3-3. Three and three. That loss to the Commanders was the first home loss for Desmond Ritter. Dating back to he didn't lose in college either at home and hadn't lost in the pros in a handful of tries. Through three interceptions, there were some good things like a dime to Kyle Pitts in the end zone for a touchdown. But you could just see, if you watched on the sideline, Arthur Smith, head coach, was not happy at all with the turnovers. And I'm still thinking at some point we'll see Taylor Heineke if Ritter doesn't improve, obviously. 27 Patriots, 1-5. Ultimately lost the game. There were some positive signs, though, against the Raiders. Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott both scored. Stevenson left briefly with, I guess, was an ankle issue, but he had probably his best game of the season to this point. Looked good down the stretch. They're just, they're almost at the point where they need to play perfect, I think, on offense because the roster just isn't good enough on that, that side of the ball to have mistakes. Like Mac Jones, he threw a perfect pass to Devontae Parker late in the game. Parker dropped it, and then they were sacked for safety the next play or two plays later, whatever it was. And there was an interesting, I was interested to see what Teddy Bruschi and Randy Moss especially said playing for the Patriots before. But I saw last week on Sunday NFL Countdown on ESPN, they had a discussion about the Patriots. And while I disagree about Mac Jones, I think he can be good in the right situation. And Rex Ryan does not believe that. I agree with Ryan overall that he said, like, I'll check the coach. There's no issue with him. It's, they need to basically get better players in there. and So maybe a change in selecting player personnel. I don't know if that would go very well with Belichick. But the results simply haven't been there in the draft in recent years. 28, the Giants discussed earlier how it was encouraging the way they played against the Bills in Sunday night in Buffalo. Had the pass interference potential call. So at least Brian Dable has his guys playing hard. Got Saquon Barkley back last week. That certainly helped. But it looks like Daniel Jones will be out again. And we've seen stranger things happen with comebacks, but I think if they can't beat the Commanders this week, get to 2-5, and five, if they drop to 1-6, and six, it's going to be very unlikely they make a run to the playoffs. 
but we'll see. Maybe they can get a win this week. They can get something going, even with a tough schedule. 29, the Cardinals 1-5. and I think their worst game of the season last week in the loss to the Rams. Two consecutive double-digit losses. Maybe to some extent running out of gas. They're playing really hard. Played past expectations the first four weeks for sure. And dealing with some injuries, so that doesn't help. But as good news, Kyler Murray, quarterback, is back at practice. So he had his 21-day window from injured reserve opened. Coming back from the torn ACL. Suffered last season against the Patriots. I wasn't sure we would see Murray this season, but definitely looks like we will see him and see him quite soon. Not this week, but potentially in two or three weeks. He'll be back in the lineup for Arizona. Number 30, the Broncos. Defense, despite getting rid of Frank Clark and Randy Gregory, they had a good outing last week against the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Lost 19-8, but they kept them in the game. Offense just couldn't do anything. Past two weeks, the offense has been disappointing after they weren't bad the first few games i think everyone's calling for more out of marvin mims jr rookie receiver hasn't gotten a ton of snaps on offense we'll see if that changes moving forward and we'll keep an eye on denver on the trade market as well bears one and five justin fields is doubtful not likely at all to play this week against the raiders dealing with a thumb injury suffered last week against the vikings they got that win over washington a couple of weeks ago but just doesn't look good at all in chicago with the way they've done things really and they're 0-8 in the NFC North since Ryan Poles said they were going to take the NFC North and never give it back. So not great there. And then 32 of the Panthers, now 0-6. Adam Thielen, veteran receiver, was a great addition. He's having a monster season. I mean, they've been passing a good deal, being down in every game, now 0-6. But a good connection with Bryce Young. Again, Young will be fine and needs more help. And now... Carolina's having a play caller change. Head coach Frank Reich has given it up. I would think maybe he was forced to do so. We've talked about the meetings with ownership that he said are not fun. And now offensive coordinator Thomas Brown will call plays, and we'll see if that somehow changes anything for the Panthers as an offense and as a team as they look to get on the board for a win. They're on their bye week right now. So they have a little extra time to get Brown acclimated as the play caller. And they need to go on some type of run after basically declaring they wouldn't be picking near the top of the draft anytime soon. Doesn't look promising in that department. So yeah, a quicker episode this week. Wanted to try it out. Feel free to let me know your thoughts on the formats you prefer. You can email me at davidchapine at wolfsports.com. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy all the games this week. We'll be back next week.